0: Hi everyone, this is Nellie. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast, Phone Ministry, titled Song, Scripture, and My Thoughts. Today is August 8th, 2021, and I'm going to continue reading uh, in 2 Peter. I'm at chapter 3, and I just want to let everybody know that I did record and give my thoughts on Second Peter chapter 2, so if you want to go ahead and also download and listen to that message, uh, you can do so, and I hope that you do. It was a, a, a tough message to deliver, but it is on there, and I hope that you listened. So today's song is My Jesus by Ann Wilson, and I hope that you look the song up with lyrics and sing it to the Lord and and not only that but just the title of the song my Jesus who is Jesus who is Jesus to you write write it out so so when you you speak with boldness to let people know who Jesus is you can you can kind of have it spelled out and memorized who he is it's really important so okay i am going to go ahead and begin. And I'll give you my thoughts along the way. And uh, again this is the last chapter that Peter writes to his uh, in the Holy Bible. So it's chapter 3 in 2nd Peter. And it is titled Purpose of this letter. And so I'll go ahead and get started. This is now beloved, the second letter I'm writing to you in in which I am stirring up your sincere mind by way of reminder that you should remember the words spoken beforehand by the holy prophets and the commandment of the Lord and Savior spoken by your apostles. And I'll briefly pause there. Peter is uh, an apostle of Jesus Christ, and he is the leader of the apostles. So he is a a real important person. And so I hope that... uh, that you can just uh, just acknowledge that you know these apostles took the time to write their account and uh, Peter is one of the most important uh, apostles okay the coming day of the Lord we're on verse 3 know this first of all that in the last days mockers will come with their mocking following after their own lusts And saying, where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all continues just as it was from the beginning of creation. I'm going to pause right there because we do at this day, at this day and time, we have a lot of mockers. A lot of mockers. And people, a lot of people are, afraid to speak about our God and to um, even say his name for fear that people will mock them. And we should not be afraid of people. people. We need to only be afraid of our God, our Lord and Savior. He is the only one that matters and we need to speak about his son. And we need to um, just be in fear and reverence of God we need to respect him of course respect him fully and fear him fully we don't ever want to be comfortable in our sin so it is important not to listen to the mockers but to just speak of God Everyone that God puts in your path. Because people are they are following after their own lusts. And and in this verse four, where it says, Where is the promise of his coming? He promises he is coming. God does not lie. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. And for me, to me, it's important to say. That, well, all of his promises are going to come true, or have come true, are going to come true. And when I I see a cloud in the sky, I look up, and there, you know, most days, I. I I don't like blue skies. I like to see the cloud because that is the promise that for me God put in the sky for us to see to remind us of His coming. He's going to come on the clouds. Praise God. He's coming on the clouds. And when I see the cloud, it just brings joy over just joy like no other that I know He's coming back. And I just think that that's so thoughtful of God to put the cloud in the sky to remind us on the daily. Of his return um, well, so let's see we're on verse 5 for when they maintain this it escapes their notice that by the word of God the heavens existed long ago and the earth was formed out of water and by water through which the world at that time was destroyed being flooded with water but by his word the present heavens and earth are being reserved for fire kept for the day of judgment and destruction of godly men I'll pause right there in last the last podcast that I did on chapter 2 I spoke about the flood and Noah's day and how God put the rainbow uh, he he made a covenant his first covenant after he flooded the earth he put a rainbow on the sky as a sign and a covenant that he would never flood the earth again Well, now, when he returns, he's going to destroy the earth by fire. This is a promise. He's not going to not follow through on his promises. This um, it will be destroyed by fire, and um, so it's just something that we all need to just remember. Also, that he does destroy. Uh, the heavens and the earth by fire, but he creates a new heaven and a new earth where we will never have any more tears. We will never have any more pain or suffering. All of that he does away with when he returns with with the new heaven and the new earth. So that is why I look to the cloud and the sky and remember that one day and I hasten the day. And I just hope that you do too. So I'll go ahead and keep reading here. Verse 8. But do not let this one fact escape your notice, beloved. That with the Lord one day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise. As some count slowness. But he is patient toward you. Not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. And that last word is key. We all have to come into repentance. Now, he is patient with you, but the Bible does say that not, not all people are saved. So, um, And then I just want to also reference that um, with the Lord one day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day is also found in Psalm 90, verse 4. So it's, it's always important to note that, you know things are mentioned a couple of times, if not three times, in the Bible. So Earth has a day, 24 hours. Of course we know that, but it's important to note that with God, a day is a thousand years. Can you imagine? One day is a thousand years to God. So He is not slow in returning. We are not on His time. He is the one in charge. He, the Father is the only one that knows when He will return. And so, just, just, all of it. This by this um, letter is so important. This chapter is so important because it's, there's a lot here that you know. The reminder of the promises, good and bad, but the good, the bad leads to good if we're ready. <laughs> so. Okay, we're on verse ten, and key again uh, we need to uh, repent and have that fear and reverence of God, who he, who He is, so a new heaven and earth, chapter or verse ten, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief in which the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the elements will be destroyed and in, with intense heat, and the earth and its works will be burned up, so there it is, pause he comes like a thief well only the father knows the son said only the father knows when when he's returning on the clouds to to um collect his people and the heavens will pass away and there you know the earth will burn up but those of us that are ready for that day we're not fearful of it. We hasten the day. We can't wait. it's It's like uh, the the very last chapter of the Bible in Revelation says, "Come, Lord Jesus, come." And, and we should um all want that day to come. And of course, that's why we have to be out there in boldness and faith and and um, preach and teach God's word to people. Verse 11, Since all these things are to be destroyed in this way, what sort of people ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be destroyed by burning and the elements will melt with intense heat? But according to his promise, we are looking for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Praise God. I'm going to pause there. I'm almost done. Hang in there. So, Peter warns us what sort of people ought we to be. We need to conduct ourselves with holiness because we serve a God that is holy. And the scripture says, be holy as he is holy. And it talks about hastening the day. Oh, boy, there's so much joy. There's so much joy that comes to me um, just knowing knowing what God's plan is, what His future plan is, and we ought to be um, living our lives in a way where we're ready. We're so ready. We don't want to be fearful of that day. If we're fearful for that day, we need to that there we need to ask God why we are we need to fall down on our knees and say God why am i fearful of the day of your return it, you know if we're we're living in sin and we're stuck in thin, sin and we think sin is okay because we think God's going to save everybody we can just live our lives the way we want to live our lives without any repentance he calls us to repentance he taught a gospel of repentance so uh, we need to be ready with uh, with that in mind uh, we should all be looking forward to that day when he returns and we're all uh, none of us get it right none of us get it right ever work we're, because we're, we're not perfect people only Jesus Christ was the perfect one and so but but his he came to die on the cross to wash us clean of our sins if we accept the if we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior and believe in our hearts everything that he did that he resurrected on the third day uh, we are born again and we are a holy race and we are set apart for God and if we love God we're going to want to live in such a way it, it'll just come easy if we love God it'll just like be God I, I want to serve you I want I'm sorry I messed up I don't want to take advantage of you ever, ever, ever I don't ever want to be stuck in my sin help me to become to live a righteous life because when he comes back when we're looking for the looking forward to the new heavens and the new earth in which righteousness dwells so we want to we want to be with him right and it's just think about that if you're afraid of his coming you can come into a place where you're not where you're living your life for jesus you're repenting of sin along the way, knowing that He's going, that He's He already has us clean. He already paid the price for our sins, but we're not going to ever take advantage of what God's Son did for us. And, and by that I mean, oh, you know, I'm just going to keep on sinning, keep on sinning, and I don't care because God's going to take me just the way I am. No, you got to repent. That's such a key word in in the gospel. Okay, so verse fourteen. Therefore, beloved, since you look for these things, be diligent to be found by Him in peace, spotless, and blameless, and regard the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given him, wrote to you, as also in all his letters speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which the untaught and unstable distort as they do also the rest of the scriptures to their own destruction. And I'll go ahead and pause there. Now The Apostle Peter, he wasn't perfect, but he was diligent, diligent in being found spotless and blameless. And he, he, he writes for us to be diligent, I mean diligent means just that, be diligent. Trying as much as you, trying as hard as you can at something, to be spotless and blameless. And if you love God, like I said, it comes very easy to to turn away from sin and and feel bad about doing something wrong. I mean, it just if you, if you're not feeling bad about sin, you really need to talk to God about it, uh, so He can uh, put you back on the right path. So you're not. um um counted as the unstable that distort things and uh, to their own destruction. Because we are being taught a lot these days by the world to not hold sin as sin. Um, and uh, these people are unstable and we can't follow them. We have to follow God. We have to read the Gospels. We have to... The only way we can know What's right and wrong is by reading the Gospels so you can um, know that if somebody's telling you something that doesn't line up with the Gospel, you can say, well, you know, actually that's not the truth, and um, know, know the Word. Okay, verse 17, you therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, be on your guard so that you are not carried away by the error of unprincipled men and fall from your own steadfastness, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory, both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Boy, that's the end of chapter 3, and boy, Peter really knows how to end his book with powerful, powerful words. And he's just saying, you know, you're you're knowing this beforehand, so you have no excuse, really, uh, to be on... To be on your guard, not to be a carry, carried away by, by the world and, and what the world is trying to tell you because they are um, uh, unprincipled men. Yeah, and um, You need to hold fast to the God of the Holy Bible and not ever let anybody lead you astray in wishy-washy gospels. Um, believe in one thing and not another. Um, because it doesn't fit in with what the world's trying to tell you is the uh, uh, the world is trying to tell you to believe one way, but God is trying to say nope. Don't listen to the world. Listen to me. I don't change. He is the same today, yesterday, today, and forever. And it's so key to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Period. That is just so important. I'm going to read it again. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So grow, grow, grow. So I just want to conclude. Uh, last, The last podcast, I talked briefly about the sword of the Spirit. Today I want to bring up the shield of faith which is found in Ephesians six sixteen, And basically, this part of the armor, we're supposed to put on the full armor of God, but the shield of faith, the shield of faith extinguishes all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And we are in combat every single minute of the day. So we have to keep our shield of faith up because the devil's is never, never, ever, ever, ever going to stop trying to bring us down trying to get us um, depressed um, trying to wallow in our in self-pity hold up that shield of faith and say no devil not today not today that shield of faith it does extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one so so important to hold it up Okay, also open our mouths to make known and with boldness the mystery of the gospel. That's part of the armor. Speak boldness and proclaim boldly the gospel of Jesus Christ. Pray for that. Pray for boldness to speak out. You know, because we are all just... There cannot be one person that's not under attack because that devil is relentless so we have to really um uh, it's key to remember his promises remember the cloud in the sky promises that he's going to return on the clouds one day to create a new heaven and a new earth for his people his people and we want to always hold up the shield of faith to get rid of evil and just tell Satan to get behind you. So, anyway, that that concludes Second uh, Peter. I want to um, probably go into one of the Apostle Paul's books because the Peter references... Uh, Paul's books in the last part of his book here and so I just want everybody to always pray for each other build each other up and just read the holy word of God every day if even just one chapter at a time but stay stay in the word of God so you can be grounded in your faith so that nothing that comes your way will ever ever Um, cause you to stumble, because you know there are a lot of people out there that blame God for this blame God for that. It's because they're not firmly planted in their faith uh, and when you're yes, you know bad things happen and we have to mourn. In that, in that day when God returns, we, there's also no more mourning, no more death. So if we know all these promises um, and, and know that the suffering is just, just for a short time, we can get through anything, right? I love you guys all. All the glory to God. I'll try to come on as soon as possible again. Bye.